Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Mike Mandel, a lawyer with Michael Mandel Law in California who educates the public about the law through social media. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me here, Ari. It is a privilege. I'm looking forward to our conversation. So tell us about your background and your practice. I'm from Los Angeles, Southern Cal native. Went to USC, University of Southern California for undergrad, where I studied communication. And at that time, the focus was not on social media. It was about mass marketing, commercials, and things like that nature and how that influences the public. Facebook had just come out when I started going there. And we were one of the first universities to have it. So no one really knew how big social media would be. But it did give me some insight into how to use advertising and marketing in a mass sense when relating to the public. From there, I went to Duke Law School. And after graduating that, I worked for a a big law firm doing product liability defense, Reed Smith. And then in October of last year, went to my family's practice where they do personal injury law. And that was around the time where I you know, started using social media and it you know, grew so fast that I ended up having to leave my family's firm after only being there for two months and start my own firm. And now basically use social media to educate people about their rights and refer cases out to lawyers across the country for any type of legal issue. Can you give us a sense of your audience size and your typical viewership numbers? I have 5.3 million on TikTok followers and about close to half a million on Instagram. The real interesting part is really the engagement. We have tons of people reaching out, whether it's through messages or comments, or even when I go live and do Q&A with people, we get tons of people who want to be part of the brand, who want to get their legal issues addressed. That's what's so wonderful about social media compared to other forms of advertisement is that this is an opportunity also to engage with your audience when normally before social media, it was one-sided. You just put something out there and you know hoped that they'd call you. This is an opportunity to create a lasting relationship with people that are interested in your message. How did you get involved in producing content for sites like YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram? When I was working at the big law firm, you couldn't really use social media that much. You have to go through a lot of red tape just to get approval to even put out anything. Once I was decided to go work with my family's firm, I saw that as an opportunity to start using social media to bring in business. And I was kind of researching just the different ways of doing that. Obviously, Instagram had a ton of lawyers on it. It was very saturated, but TikTok didn't. So I saw it as a way of, if you're already making content on one platform, you might as well make it on everything because you can basically repurpose every content on all the social media platforms and use that opportunity to take over a a platform that not too many professionals were using at the time. There's been a lot more lawyers showing up on TikTok now. But at that time, I would say there was only about 20 compared to the thousands on Instagram. What was your first video? The very first one we did was a story time, and it was talking about a case that my family's firm uh, did. And it was, you know, a, a person that was 
urinating on a fence and suffered a, a really tragic accident. But this fence was covering a ditch in a parking lot. And it was basically like a booby trap, put his hand on it and, and fell uh, head first into a six foot ditch. And so I, I basically used that to kind of tell a story and how lawyers can, can help people when they're injured, especially when they're going against big companies that will try to take advantage or not pay them out or not give them what they really deserve when they've been seriously injured. But my content has changed a lot since then, that's for sure. Which video signaled that your approach really had potential? So there was basically two, I would say. I mean, the first one that really took off with a couple million views, and it was just, I remember jumping up and down. Actually, at the time, we weren't expecting it. But it was just talking about a legal loophole where if you're in Wisconsin, you can drink at any age if your parents if your parents are at the bar with you and get you the drink. And obviously with the TikTok audience, that got very popular. And there was a lot of people talking about, well, in my state, you can do that too. Or what about my state? So that was one of the first instances where we were just seeing a lot of traction. But really, the one that went huge with 52 million views now was saying, this is what you say when the cops say, do you know how fast you were going? And it was really just giving a practical advice from a lawyer about what you should say when you're pulled over for speeding. And that one overnight, I gained a million followers. So definitely the moment then we knew that we had something going for us. You have described a number of very different topics for your videos. <laughs> how do you select yeah. those subjects for your programs? Nowadays, the structure of how we do things has changed. You're, we're constantly trying to perfect the art, but really the it comes down to thinking about what is important or would be important for people to hear about that relates to their everyday life or experiences, things they may go through, and then figure out how to twist that and relate it to the law and give people useful tips for their life and for their experiences that will make them better educated. We range all sorts of topics from what to do when dealing with the police to what to do when you have a bad lawyer, what to do to find a good lawyer, what type of insurance you should get for your car, what you should do after getting into an accident, what do you do with a landlord that just walks into your place. So it's all over the place as far as our content goes. I think for a lot of lawyers out there who have a specific industry they focus on, they don't need to go as far as we do. Obviously, we've kind of taken this to the next level of trying to provide legal education for everything, but people can use this. And if they really just focus on what is going to be applicable to the general person and try to focus on that, they can make some content that will be relevant for people. How much time do you spend producing content? It's a whole day. I mean, it's every day, 24-7, it feels like. But if you're asking maybe on how much time is put into a single video, a 30-second video, I mind you, the from start to finish, probably two and a half hours of work, the coming up with the script, perfecting the script, making it quick and snappy. So that's within 30 seconds, filming it, editing it, and then posting it, right? So it does take some time. But it's well worth it, especially if you consider social media versus other forms of, of advertisements. That two hours of your own time is probably more cost efficient than paying for some big ads. What are some best practices that lawyers should adopt in creating content? Kind of like what I was saying before, if you focus on ways to make your content applicable to the masses, especially if your clientele is 
the general population and it's not companies or things like that. You want to figure out how to make your content relevant to them. I think I was speaking to someone else about this earlier. They, they were saying they're a bankruptcy lawyer and they're like, well, how do I talk about bankruptcy law? And I said, well, maybe it shouldn't be just focused on the bankruptcy law. You know, Maybe talk about how you avoid debt, how you avoid credit card debt or, or get your points up or whatever. Things like that is much more relevant to the to regular person. And at the end of the day, you have to remember that they're probably not tuning in so much to hear your specific advice on, on a law. But if you come off as someone who's credible in knowing just general things, they'll be calling on you when they do have an issue with the law. How does your law firm take advantage of the popularity of the content that you're producing? When this all exploded, in a sense, uh, I came to the realization that building a network of attorneys was necessary to help all the people that were reaching out with their various different legal issues in all the different states. And I'm only licensed in California, but I needed to create a network of lawyers that I could send cases to that could help these people. And so that's really how we developed this law firm, in a sense, is to find people I trust that I like to work with, that I know that do good work, and make sure that people are connected to the right lawyers that can help them. What's the message that you're ultimately trying to convey to consumers? I found a a greater purpose once I started doing this, which is to educate people about the law. I think that a lot of us lawyers take for granted things that we think everyone knows or, or should know. I've really taken on this kind of role and, and enjoy doing it, which is to teach people about the law, about their rights, about as simple as things as like get underinsured motorists or uninsured motorist insurance, because if you get in an accident and the other person didn't, you might not be getting any money. And so things like that is it's actually helping personal injury lawyers out there and people in general. The message I'm trying to convey is to make everyone smarter about the law, however it intersects with their life. How do you see the use of more content-driven social media tools for lawyers evolving? Social media is here to stay, right? So lawyers need to take advantage of social media in every respect and find their brand, their message, and use social media to their advantage. You can certainly do all the other types of advertising out there, but you need to use social media because it's going to continue to grow. There'll probably be another platform after TikTok that becomes the next TikTok. And so you want to be well aware that social media is here to stay, but it's always evolving and it will be evolving into different platforms. And the sooner you can be the pioneer on that platform doing something that maybe people frowned on before or didn't think was possible, like TikTok, they thought it was all just dances and comedy. And now you're seeing a ton of people on there trying to educate. And even TikTok itself is promoting that. So really be on the forefront of seeing how social media is growing and use it to your advantage to send your message out there and get clients and help people. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Mike Mandel, a lawyer with Michael Mandel Law in California who educates the public about the law through social media. Mike, thanks so very much. Thank you, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.